Anabolic Academy here on Serious Italianist Bodybuilding. This is the show where you send me questions and I answer them. So you can send them to me on my Instagram, which is Serious Italianist. You could email me, which is UncleJohn1201 at Gmail, or my other email, John underscore Livia at Yahoo. Or if you just see me around, just ask me or whatever the case may be. I really don't care. and I'll be glad to answer it. If you haven't clicked subscribe yet, please fucking click subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything because I have great content. If you haven't saw it, I broke down the top 10 with me, Jason Ons, Jose Raymond, Stanimal. It was a great show. Of course, all the content I that I do, all the gossiping and the drama, the bodybuilding babble and Anabolic Academy and all the other stuff that comes out. It's uh, turning out to be a tremendous channel and people are taking notice. So you don't want to miss anything. Anyway, let's get started. So first question. Anabolic Academy comes from Savage Sean 01. Savage underscore Sean 01 at Instagram. See, okay, what dosage do you do on Cabro uh, while on a DECA cycle? Okay, Cabro, uh, Cabro Goline. Capergoline is a, um, I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's a drug that um, suppresses prolactin. A lot of guys, they have a problem when they use Decker in a cycle or Trend in a cycle. Their prolactin levels go up. If your prolactin levels go up too much, then it blunts your sex drive. I've never had a problem with uh, uh, using Decker or Trend blunting my sex drive or my prolactin level go up. But Caber is a drug that you use. And basically, if you see that you have a problem and your prolactin levels are going up, and you're using sufficient testosterone, and you in your and your sex drive still blunting. You would use uh, a quarter of a milligram, 0.25 milligram, twice a week at the most, three times a week throughout the cycle. So 0.50 milligrams or 0.75 milligrams a week at the most. I mean, 0.50 should be fine. You know, 2.025 milligrams twice a week should be plenty. Everybody's a little different though. Like it doesn't affect me. Some people, it, it's you know, they take a little bit and it's effective. Most of the time, it's dose-related. Most of the time, if you're on the high side of trend or the high side of DECA, that's when your prolactal levels go up. But everybody's a little bit different. Next question from uh, it's an email from Tom Fenimore. What do I think about Larry Reels winning his first classic physique competition? All right. I'm sick of Larry Reels. I don't know the guy, and I fucking hate him. Okay? He doesn't. It's, it's like, Larry, figure out what you want to do with your life. He literally gets paid to figure out what the hell he wants to do with his life. He tried powerlifting, okay? He tried strongman, okay? Tried arm wrestling, okay? Tried bodybuilding, okay? He tried uh, classic physique. I mean, pick one. Holy shit. To me, Larry Reels is like COVID. He keeps coming back, and it's a weaker and weaker strand every time he comes back. Because when he first came back and he was a powerlifter, it was like, wow. He was unbelievable. I was like, holy shit, this guy's a beast. And then he started arm wrestling and he was like really putting together a lot of shit in arm wrestling. I went, wow. And then he started did strongman and it's like, eh, it's not so good at that. And then he did bodybuilding and we saw him on stage and I was like, eh, you might not want to go that route. And now he's doing classic physique. And it's like, dude, just fucking go away. You know, pick something, do, do, do something. I, I, don't, I don't know. Join the Boy Scouts. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, next question. And of course, all these questions are from Fran is the man because he is the man. Which up and coming bodybuilder will make the biggest impact in 2024? If I had to put my money on which bodybuilder who will make the biggest impact, I would say Mike Crizzo. I mean, there's a lot of guys, right? You got Beef Stew, Tony O'Burton, Justin Shear, Shire, whatever his name is. One day I'm going to meet that guy and ask him 
how the hell to pronounce his name. So I, I screw up everybody's name. I just own it. I don't care. You know, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm not perfect, right? I, I'm not apologizing for it. If you got a strange pronunciation for your name, I'm, people are going to screw it up. Anyway, my pre-workout, because I'm going to go to the gym right after this. I prevail subs mission. And no, I don't get paid for it. He's just my friend. <laughs> go buy it. Anyway, yeah, if I had a, if I had to put some on, I would say Mike Crizzo, because I think Mike Crizzo is at this close um, to breaking into the elite level. Last year at the Olympia, he came in 12th. I think he's going to do better this year. And I think I would make it my business if I were him at 2024 to basically stamp myself as an elite bodybuilder in a in a big show in the States, like either the Arnold Classic or the New York Pro or something along those lines where it's like, look, guys, I'm coming and I'm a threat. Because he has everything. I mean, the guy has this these round muscle bellies. Um, he looks great. I mean, what's he got to work on his posing big deal you can work on your posing next question from Fran is the man who is the least dominant olympia winner of all time all right that has to be chris dickerson chris dickerson in 1982 it was a weak lineup and he was a weak mr olympia and he only, he only won once and uh, you know listen m- winning the mr olympia contest is a tremendous feat but there's a difference between a guy like chris dickerson and you know a guy like uh ronnie 1998. It's just like, what the fuck? You know, big difference. But yeah, he, he, it was just a weak lineup and a weak, uh, Mr. Olympia. But yeah, definitely him. All right. Next question from Fran is the man. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on a new rule change with only the top three qualifier f- for next year's Olympia. All right. I answered this last week, but I'll be glad to answer it again. I like it. I like it because we get to see top elite bodybuilders have to qualify. And as a fan, I want to see these guys compete, right? So it was like a guy like Nick Walker, who came in third last year, did not have to do the Arnold Classic, but he did it anyway. So kudos to him. But a lot of these guys, they just, if they break the top five, you know, they don't have to um, compete. So they, you don't, you only see them at the Olympia, which is, you know, I understand, but it's, it's kind of not fair to the fan, right? I mean, um, like it would be great to see uh, Derek compete in a contest or, uh, you know, even though Brandon's Mr. Olympia, Brandon, you know, whoever, right? I mean, it would be great to see those guys at a New York Pro or or Chicago or whatever. The other thing, the other reason why I like it is because to me, I think I said this last week, uh, the Mr. Olympia is like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. It should be only the best of the best. And if they make it a little bit more difficult, then it's going to be, it's going to be, they're going to try harder and they're going to they're going to be more competitive the bodybuilders and they're going to do their best to try and get in there and we're going to see the best versions of them which i think is fair to the to the fan because that's what we want to see we want to see the the greats we want to see these guys dial it in right anyway so that's my opinion on that one i like it i like that new rule next question from Franz demand do you plan on cover any of the women's divisions for the olympia ah oh, you actually just reminded me I have to call Alicia Young. I might be covering women's bodybuilding. I'm going to give her a call right after we do this, actually. Um, uh, nothing crazy. Maybe the top five in the Olympia, you know. Um, but I think it's fair to the women in women's bodybuilding uh, because they do put a lot of hard work in. And I think it's fair that a bodybuilding channel should cover it. So, uh, yeah, I am going to give her a call and see um, if she wants to do it with me. I texted her. She said she would. But, you know, I I haven't – I just haven't called her. It's a shame on me. I definitely am going to call her today. All right. Next question. 
Who is the biggest threat to beat Sean Clarita for the 212 Olympia? All right. Well, that has to be Keon Pearson, right? Um, Keon has great shape, great flow, great uh, round muscle bellies, great symmetry, X-frame, V-tape. I mean, the guy's just got a roll. Um, he has good enough conditioning to make him win like a Cali pro, Chicago pro. But at the Olympia, you can't get away with good enough conditioning. At the Olympia, you need insane, tremendous conditioning. And that's what Clarita brings, plus everything else that I explained. He Clarita is a very special bodybuilder. He pretty much is flawless as a 212 bodybuilder, as far as I'm concerned. I don't see anything, any flaws in his package, and he makes sure that he comes in dialed in. I mean, he doesn't miss the mark. Keon is a bigger, better version of him, minus the conditioning. If he can nail that conditioning, I think he can beat him. But it's a stretch, you know? <laughs> Clarita's a warrior. I'm not kidding. The guy, the guy is a fucking warrior. All right, next question. Do you think buying the Olympia pay-per-view is worth the money or should I just wait for the video wrap? No, I I would buy it. I like watching it real time. I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't buy many of them. Um, no, that's a lie. I do buy, you know, a good amount during the year because I have to do the wrap-ups. But yeah, like I'll buy the, you know, I go see the New York Pro because it's around the corner. I buy the Arnold Classic. I buy the Olympia. I'll buy the ones that are in the States, like Chicago and Cali and so on and so forth. The ones in Europe, you know, they, they're kind of all screwed up. They're, overnight on a Sunday, blah, blah, blah. So I really don't buy those, but, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be worth it. It really is. I mean, even when I look, I go, I get not every division is for everybody, right? Like when I buy the pay-per-view, the live stream for the Olympia or any bodybuilding contest, I mean, I, I watch all the bodybuilding stuff. So the bodybuilding 212 women's bodybuilding. And then I, I watch the women's fitness. Cause I just think it's impressive. I don't cover it but I just think it's extremely impressive. I think it's the most impressive class period uh, because the things that these girls do on stage are just amazing. Um, I don't watch classic physique because I'm not into it, but I am going to bring on Mike Van Sant. I believe I I pronounced his name right. He is a classic physique pro and he's going to come on here and we're all going to discuss the Olympia classic physique. I don't watch the men's physique. You have a better shot of hitting lotto twice in the same week than me watching a men's physique contest. <laughs> okay, let's see. What else? What other question Fran is the man sent me? Describe your first and last show. What, what, uh, what was more memorable? Well, they were both memorable for two reasons. Well, my first show was definitely, you know, it was the Mr. Staten Island show in 1999. I was 22, 23. I was 23 years old. And that was my first show. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I had good people. You know, I had people um, in the gym that I would go to. And I remember I had Ronnie Brown helping me, who was Leon Brown's cousin, actually. Uh, Ronnie Brown was a great uh, amateur bodybuilder in his own right. I had Hassie Cornbuckle, who was a uh, female bodybuilder. And I had John O'Regan, who was a trainer, because all these people went to the same gym I went to. John O'Regan used to train the owner of Pumping Iron Gym, uh, Paul Wagner. And he would just help me out. Just be, you know, I was a young kid, and he'd be like, "All right, yeah, I'll, you know, take a look at you, see what you got to do." So I had these three people helping me, and um, with their help, I actually won my division. And winning that uh, is was just like uh, uh, you know, I never accomplished anything like that. 
I never set a goal in my life and like reached it and won, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an NPC show. At the time, it wasn't even a national qualifier, but it was still my first show and it was very exciting. And the last show, the Brooklyn Grand Prix was memorable because I decided, fuck this. <laughs> I ain't doing this shit anymore. No, it was a bad prep. It was really bad. I was really, really bad prep. I almost quit. Um, it's just I couldn't. It was very difficult for me to handle. And I didn't quit as soon as I did the show. I dabbled with the idea of doing a national level. And then, then I went to go talk to two trainers. And after that, I made the decision. I'm like, this is this isn't for me. Um, this is for me. And oh, yeah. And of course, I saw John Meadows win uh, the same year when the... Um, Oh, God, got his pro card. I forgot what show it was. It's the one in Jersey all the time. And I know I looked at him and I was like, okay, I can't build look like that. It's impossible. So all three of those factors, the bad prep, going and talking to the trainers, how much they wanted, how much more gear I'd have to jump on, seeing John Meadows get his pro card, knowing I'll never be able to look like that. All those three reasons combined. I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. So I just got to, sometimes you just got to be real with yourself. I was already 36 or 37 years old. Right. I wasn't on a national level as far as quality. I was going to spend a lot of money to what break the top five at, you know, at best break the top five at the, you know, the nationals or a master's nationals or, you know, turn pro as a master's. You, you, you turn pro as a master's and you got two choices. You either get your ass handed to you on an open stage or with very few exceptions, like a, a Phil Klahar, who is a great bodybuilder, whether he's master's or not, or, you go to the master circuit and you disappear into the oblivion. Nobody talks about the master circuit. Nobody knows it's even there. It's, you know, it's unbelievable. Uh, okay. Next question. What was your family's reaction when they found out that you're using steroids? Were they supportive? They never found out. <laughs> they never found out. That was it. No, they wouldn't have been supportive if they did find out, but they never found out. They never found out. Period. I, I never gave them a, Trail to find out nothing. I wasn't that stupid. I didn't just leave it in my top drawer. It just wasn't going to happen. Next question. Who is more likely to join your podcast in the future? Nathan Dash or Martin Fitzwater or Big Ramy? Great question. I think you have a better chance of Jesus Christ appearing on my show for an interview than those three. Okay. <laughs> Next question. How accurate are the bathroom scales that also measure body fat percentage? Are the Well, you know what? The truth is, I don't know. I never measured my body fat percentage in one of the things in the gym. I, mean, I think now they just do it with a fucking digital thing. You stick your finger in or some shit, right? If they don't do it with the with the clippers anymore, whatever the fuck that thing. I don't remember what it was. As far as the scales are weighing you, I never had a problem with a scale. You know, whether I weighed myself at the gym or weighed myself in the doctor's office or at another gym it was always accurate. It was always the same. It was always pretty much straight across, you know, there's never, never a problem. Okay. That will be it for this week's Anabolic Academy. Please like, subscribe, share. And this weekend is the Olympia, and you bet your ass I'll be covering it. So hit like, hit subscribe, hit that notification bell, and don't miss it. Because at nothing, at, at the very least, I'm the most entertaining bodybuilding YouTuber out there. You got to give me that. Come on. And I'm very handsome. No, screw you guys, man. <laughs>